I'm David Skidmore, and welcome to For Love With Joy. You're listening to episode one. This is a podcast to help you face the beautiful and painful moments of life courageously. If you're feeling tired of veneer vulnerability, the addiction to hurry, and the constant clamoring for more, this space is intentionally designed to help you take the simple path of living for love with joy. Today's episode includes a story, a prayer, and a simple step you can take down the path of living for love with joy. Let's go there now. The beginning of a year is one of my favorite times of the year. I love it so much I start dreaming about the new year in the spring, summer, and autumn. While I don't love winter, I do love that first day of a new year. I can't say it's about making New Year's resolutions. For me, it's the blank canvas of possibility. It's almost as if anything could happen. Have you ever chosen a word for the year? This is the practice of choosing a word to set your intention for the year, something you would like to define the year by. In 2020, I was driving away from Adam and Brianna's house in the village after a movie night. At the intersection of I-44 and 235, I suddenly had a word grip me almost out of nowhere. Live. I knew live was my word for 2020 immediately. When I told my friend Logan about this word, he said, I hope you take the biggest risk you've ever taken this year. The word live is an invitation to risk. And in 2020, I took more risk than I'd ever taken in my life. My word all year was live. At the end of 2020, I looked back on the year and realized I had really gone for it. Everything didn't go the way I planned, but I had kept stepping out through the year. Still, something inside of me felt unsettled. Then I began to think about 2021 and what I wanted to experience this year. Words like courage and adventure and passion swirled around my mind. I decided to ask God if he had a word for the year for me. Instantly, the word love appeared in my mind. It was as if he was having a kind, corrective moment with me. Like he was telling me, son, you can do all the things in life and take all the risks. But if you don't love, none of it matters. Living well is loving well. Right now, I'm realizing the significance of this moment all over again. It was at a college art fair a few years ago when I bought the painting from Brianna. Over the swirls of green and blue and gray and white, two words were painted in black. For love. This is the painting I've based the whole idea of For Love With Joy on. The For Love With Joy podcast and the For Love With Joy book flow like a river from this painting. I think this is the best way to live. Choosing to authentically live for love. Choosing to live with joy. It doesn't mean everything in life goes according to our perfectly laid out plans. It doesn't mean we fake it till we feel it. This is about the purpose for which you were created. As the Westminster Catechism says, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. How do you glorify God and enjoy Him forever? What if it's not a complex religious system? What if it's more simple than that? When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was by a religious teacher, he didn't answer with the legalistic religious code. His answer to this question wasn't just a response to a question of commands, but a response to a question of human existence. 
Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Paul wrote, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 Love doesn't just show up when your life is perfect, your home is clean, and your finances are stable. Love shows up on your worst day. This reminds me, I was eating chips and salsa with my friend Steve recently, and he asked me what the gospel was. I knew he wasn't asking about vinyls of Fred Hammond or finding Kirk Franklin on Spotify. I told Steve that I knew the gospel meant good news, and it was about how Jesus had died for our sins and come back from the dead. Steve said that was true, but he said I was missing something. What's that? I asked. Steve looked at me and said, The gospel, the good news about Jesus, is on your worst day, you're loved. And because of that, the death, burial, and resurrection matter. But the good news is that on your worst day, you are loved. A few weeks before, Steve's friend Bill had told him he was wrong about that. The gospel was just the report of what happened. If the gospel was first about love, then God would have said it was about that. But instead, it was about an event. Steve told me he asked his friend Bill if he loved his wife. Bill said he did. He asked Bill if he married her because he loved her. Bill said he did. Steve asked, did the vows include that you loved her? Bill said, yeah, we used the standard vows. Of course we said that. But Bill, Steve said, nobody's vows say that. You don't have to say you love the person. That's why you're there. Everything about the vows tell you that you love the person you're going to marry. That's why you say in sickness and in health. Steve looked at me and said, get it? The gospel is on your worst day, you're still loved. Jesus didn't just come for your best day. And yes, you do get to go to heaven and all that. But the gospel is that Jesus loves you right here and now. On your worst day, you are loved. The vows never said, I love you. But that's what the vows are saying. You're not just saying, I'm here for your best. You're saying, I promise to be with you through the worst. On your worst day, you are loved. This is good news for us on our most difficult days. These are the days when I realize I have come to the end of myself and I have nothing to give. I don't have something to give to myself or to others. I don't have something to give to God that God would be interested in. At least that's what I thought. But if Steve is right, then God isn't just looking for you and me in our best moments. Because at the end of the day, he simply wants us. What does God want? God wants you. God loves you and God loves all of you. This contradicts everything I think about what I need to do and who I need to become in order to receive love. Maybe that's the most wonderful thing about God. God never asks you to become something so that you will become more loved. Instead, he shows up in our worst moments, unlocks the doors of grief and loss, of shame and doubt, and invites us to walk out of these prison cells. When you know you are loved even on your worst day, that's an invitation to love. Living for love with joy is not easy, but I believe it's the most beautiful path and the better way through life. 
There are so many things vying for your time, asking for your money, and demanding your energy. If you're like me, you've been hurt by people in the past, you've had your trust broken by others, and you too may have broken a few promises. Then you throw into the mix an unhealthy dose of shame, regret, bitterness, resentment, and anger. You can be sipping on an unhealthy emotional cocktail every day only to find yourself drunk on the past. Or you might just find yourself so focused on the future, you have forgotten how to be present in the moment with people. Dreaming, envisioning, strategizing, planning, and thinking. Yes, always thinking about what could be, but rarely, if ever, noticing what actually is. Let's face it. Many of us are focused on what's gone wrong in our past. While a lot of us are dedicated to constructing an idealistic future we won't be able to enjoy when we get there, because when we get there, well, we will once again be 10 years down the road in our minds. While the past and the future have a place, can we take a moment to recognize the gift of the present? No scrolling, no chasing. You are here now. Be present here. That's what living for love with joy is all about. Living for love with joy is understanding this life is bigger than ourselves. The love and joy we experience is about a story greater than ourselves, and yet we will never be able to truly share this with others if we can't also receive it ourselves. Living for love with joy is about being okay with the fact that everything isn't okay, that the emotions you are feeling may not be the emotions you wish you felt, but they are the emotions you have, and while they might even feel difficult and overwhelming, they are still a gift. And since living for love with joy is about embracing this present moment and letting others into your life, I'll share my present moment with you now. Rain continues to fall outside my window as I sit at my desk and write. It's been raining all morning here, dark clouds falling on our city like a thick blanket in October. On most days, I can walk downtown from my house, but I won't today. I want a sunnier day and a sunnier disposition to go with it. I think about how a few years ago, I was hanging out with my nephew, Isaac, and my brother-in-law, his dad, Lynn. Isaac was just two or three at the time. Whatever game we were playing or whatever we were saying, Isaac thought it was so funny he couldn't stop laughing. You know what that sounds like. I imagine heaven probably sounds like pure childlike joy. While that might be what heaven is like, the sounds of laughter here on earth are interrupted by the tears of grief. We love the best days. What do we do with our worst days? And where do we go on our worst days? I used to think my worst day would be when I got embarrassed in front of the whole student body in high school, or the moment my crush turned me down sophomore year of college. Somewhere inside, I feared my worst day would be when people discovered I was secretly an imposter in business, and everyone would see me fail and the business would shut down. The worst day of my life to this point was when I was 29, and I sat on the floor by my mom's bed and watched her take her last breath. All of the hope mixed with all of the pain and all of her suffering leading up to those moments was suspended in the air, and heartbreak cut through hope like a knife. Over the ensuing hours, I couldn't be consoled. It was as if in the suspended silence, my heart shattered into a thousand pieces. Since then, I've talked about the loss of my mom, and even right now, I'm trying to write a book to share with people about the journey through grief, loss, redemption, and glory. It's almost as if by talking about it, I can somehow distance myself from the moment until right now, because right now I'm not talking about it. I'm writing about it. And in so doing, in the stillness of my living room, I'm letting those old feelings come back in and tears stream down my face again.
Today, I'm reminded of the word C.S. Lewis once wrote, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. So I'll take the honest, broken, authentic me over the two-dimensional avatar someone might see on social media. This is a place where the love is real. The joy is real, the grief is real, as are the loss, redemption, and glory. It's all real. If I have reconnected to the broken heart I experienced just over five years ago, I can say this, it's all real. Don't be sorry for me because I've never felt more alive than I do right here and right now in this moment, this dirty, gritty reality of living for love with joy. I want to live with my heart wide open to all life is. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. I remember reading those words five years ago and wanting them to feel true. I've learned sometimes I can't feel the promise of God, but that doesn't make it less true. Instead, he invites me to trust even when he feels a million miles away. My mom used to say, tears are healing rivers. On your worst day, you need tears. They are a gift to you, reminding you that your heart may be wrung and possibly broken, but at least you know the gift of love. And on your worst day, you need to know this. Even now, you are loved. Your friend Jesus is with you even now, and he isn't ever giving up on you. Once more, God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. I look back out my window and the sun has melted the clouds away. I can catch a glimpse of the blue sky as I look out through the top of my window and over my neighbor's rooftop. It's still early in the autumn and I can hear a few birds chirping outside. Later today, I'll walk through my neighborhood under the large oak trees and experience the love of God and the quiet joys of the autumn. Before long, we'll be back to the beginning of the new year. You and I could wait till we have a blank slate in the new year to lay out our plans for what is possible. We could wait until things are fresh to set a resolution. But maybe it's time to take a step forward now. Maybe it's time to recognize today is a blank canvas and a clean slate. Maybe it's time to set your intention. That is the simple step today. It is an invitation to let go of the past, surrender the illusion of controlling your future, and step into this present moment by simply choosing to live for love with joy. You might be in a place of peaceful bliss, or you might be feeling exhausted from everything around you. You might be experiencing the worst day, worst month, or worst year of your life. So in the place you're currently in, can I ask you a question? What if you gave yourself a moment and let your soul breathe? What if you gave a voice to what you feel? What if you gave yourself space to see where you are? Is it where you want to be? Here's the good news. You get to choose not just an intention, but also the direction of your life. What if it is as simple as that? Choose. There is a better path forward. It might not be the most popular path, but it is the one filled with meaning, hope, 
and purpose. It's the path of living for love with joy. As Robert Frost once said, two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. Simply choose, set your intention and choose your direction and then take your next step forward. And as you do, here is a blessing for you, a blank canvas for you, a new era, a fresh chapter. This is the wind of God, freshly blowing the old away and sending in hope like a militia to drive away cynicism, confusion, and doubt. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Here, now, you and your heavenly Father, the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit and the grace of our Lord Jesus on your life. So pick up your paintbrush and paint something boldly. Create something authentic and true. Write the next chapter with courage and faith. Step into all of the fear. Do it afraid. Your life is a grace, a joy, and a delight. You are so loved, so loved, so loved forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for episode one of the For Love With Joy podcast. Would you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast? And I'd be honored if you would rate it, review it, and share it with a friend. If you would like to download the manuscript of today's episode, you can do that at forlovewithjoy.com, where you will find some cozy sweatshirts and hoodies. You can follow stories of people living for love with joy on Instagram at forlovewithjoy. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at I'm David Skidmore on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on the journey of living for love with joy.